Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks. How are you doing? I hope you are doing well. It's Danny Tisdale, and it's the Danny Tisdale Show. And uh, as uh, usual, we are talking to some of the incredible leaders, legends, and trailblazers in the world of Harlem, the greatest community in the world. And uh, we especially have an interesting conversation today with the president and founder of Harlem Loss. Uh, He's a true leader. Uh, Rod Pear brings to the table 30 years of experience as a successful real estate developer and broker possessing expertise in sales marketing. He is a licensed real estate broker in New York, North Carolina, Virginia, a licensed contractor in New York, and a member of the Real Estate Board of New York. Uh, He combines a unique ability for connecting buyers and sellers with the unsurpassed knowledge of the Harlem real estate market. And since 2001, uh, Rob has lived in uh, Harlem, in a Harlem brownstone that he developed by his firm uh, with his family uh, and is committed truly committed uh, to ensuring the future growth of Harlem. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing well. Thank you, Danny. It's uh, great to always have you on the phone, Rob, and especially it's you know great to have you on the phone um, in these challenging times. Uh, I always think, and I could be wrong, that uh, it's great to speak to leaders, legends, and trailblazers in these challenging times because usually – you know, they have an insight into uh, what's happening in their market, in their uh, uh, research material, data, just experience in general. So I, I'm really uh, uh, psyched to talk to you about, uh, you know, real estate in Harlem. But I, I do like to talk about the person uh, also uh, for okay. those young listeners out there who – want to follow in your footsteps who got you inspired and involved in in real estate uh rob and why so so looking back um i didn't know i was getting involved in it but my mother was my father died when i was six and um uh, he ran restaurants and motels and then my mother was an avon lady so she went into real estate to support our family as a single mother she was 27 and uh, i have two Hmm. sisters so she got her real estate license, and I kind of just rode around in the car with her like all the kids did in the station wagon and the LTD. <laughs> right. And then when she when she got married, she married uh, – who is still my stepfather. He's still with us, uh, Robert Locks, and he was a contractor. So I guess huh. uh, eight, you know, 8, 9, and 10, I started working on job sites uh, to stay out of trouble and make some uh, money. So I would I, I kind of experienced my stepfather, Robert Locks, hmm. and then my mother, Mary Locks, in two different – businesses one was construction and one was real estate and i guess it got into my blood over the over the years i didn't know it was at the time right right but it sounds like uh just what you said that uh, sales in some way has uh, been in your life for uh i guess beyond the 30 years of experience that you have in the in the real estate category um yes yes it has you know yeah and as we look you know, at your past, you know, let's uh, quickly come to the future. And here we are with the COVID virus. And I was looking at um, uh, Governor Cuomo today, and uh, and he talked about today being the 103rd day of the virus and its challenges. And on top of that, here we are um, with protests and the Black Lives Matter movement in upper Manhattan and around the 
not just the United States, but the globe. Um, what, how has that changed the real estate market, or, or, or can you step back enough to talk about how the changes um, are, are happening? I can, Danny, and uh, I, you know it's a chance that I may get emotional here. Um, I'll tell you that the whole the COVID thing is one issue, um, but the Black Lives Matter uh, has really uh, affected me. I'm a white male living in Harlem, and I have to tell your listeners I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm, I've truly felt embarrassed for maybe a year and a half, two years at 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 being in my own body and it, I've never felt that way before. And I just, uh, the things that have been going on, I knew it was going to be, uh, come to a head and I'm, hmm. unfortunately I'm not happy that it did, but I'm, uh, you know, I have a statement on my website about it. I, I'm in shock. I'm just in, sh- in shock at how personally, even me not thinking I had an ounce of racism in me. I, I, I have an apology on my website. I apologize for being racist because I just haven't – my head was in the sand to a certain degree until the last couple of years, and, and I'm embarrassed. So personally, that's how it, that has affected me, and it's it's kind of taken over my life a bit. Mm. Well, and I, I – uh, I, I, well, I know that that's the uh, – not the same, uh, maybe similar, maybe different, but, you know, it's the challenges that I think we're – you know, all having to some degrees, uh, but in different ways. I, I'm a, 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 a black kid from, you know, Watts uh, in, on the West Coast in Los Angeles, and I remember the, the Watts riots, and um, I thought that we had, um, you know, I, I intellectually thought we had turned the corner, but emotionally I knew that we hadn't because I – I still walk the street, you know, looking over my shoulders and looking uh, ahead of me to see who's coming and who's, you know, on the side of me and uh, behind me. And, and, you know, uh, I'm not a young guy, you know, so um, it, uh, it's, it's, it is a challenge it's and it's, it, it, it's, you know, very upsetting and yet, I am my uh, mother's child, and she, um, you know, raised us all to be extremely optimistic as long as we are alive. And I am, um, I'm extremely optimistic, and I, I, it doesn't hurt to uh, have a, a friend like you and a, and a business associate uh, that cares and uh i I think that um you know uh it's you know building i guess on our feelings you know how do we you know take steps from here to you know in big ways or small ways to change you know our little world and uh that's what i at least intend to do with um you know going forward with harlem world magazine uh i don't know what that means but I, i do want to you know, uh, work a little differently while still staying in business, you know, but uh, uh, I, I think I, I can and, and hopefully, you know, we, you know, we can together. Um, uh, sure I know can. I was talking sure to, a, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I don't want to stay in this space um, 
for too long. But uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine, um, and, you know, I I never thought I would say I'm kind of glad that I don't have kids because, you know, I, I, in this atmosphere, um, you know, I want them to love this country that I love. I want them to love people that look like me and don't look like me because, you know, what's happened, you know, doesn't speak for everyone, you know, um, it's not the majority. It's the, you know, minority of people who, you know, feel the way that they do. So, um, uh, I hear you brother and, um, you know, let's do what we can do to, to change this. But, you know, I, I, I was looking at a video of yours and, and it was from, uh, uh, yours, uh, Harlem lofts. And it was talking about the Q1, uh, report. And, uh, can you talk about that a little bit, Rob? And, uh, I know that was April, but how much has that has changed? Uh, or, or well, we talking about two, one or two months? Maybe it hasn't changed much. But well, where is Harlem exactly what? Yeah, I can tell you where it's ha- what's happening. So the, we started with COVID nineteen, and the, the COVID nineteen it came out. You know, roughly March seventeenth uh, is when we were packing our bags and people were leaving Manhattan, and and the quarter ended March thirty first. So everything up until March 15th was even in the fourth quarter of uh, 2019 and the first two and a half months of uh, 20 were solid as predicted. Uh, prices were getting uh, uh, better if you were a seller. Uh, values right. were going up, and, and the, the real estate industry was coming back after like a three-and-a-half-year flat period. Um, mm. And then when COVID-19 hit, where we are now, I'll fast forward to today. We do uh, YouTube videos every Friday on the market, so I'll get that data first thing in the morning and do a YouTube video tomorrow. But we're pretty much right. at 50% of the sales volume on the market compared to last wow. year, uh, exactly at 50%. And, and this is over the last so nine weeks. at 50% down compared to last uh, no, year. Fit, no, so the sales volume is the amount of real estate on the market. So let's say we had – normally we have – Oh, I see. We normally have a hundred. Let's say a hundred, and now we have fifty. So, but the price of those properties that are closing are at the same price as they were last year. The prices haven't dropped, but the amount of Drop. properties that you have to choose from is fifty percent decreased. Less. So, literally, we have sixty now. Last year, we had ninety-five at this time. But, but mm. the the. The people that are discounting, there, the sellers that are discounting are between the two and three and the. Uh, two and three million and under two million. Those are the two pockets that are discounting the most. The higher end properties, three and four million and above, are not really budging yet. Oh, good. So that's okay. where we are. You said you said yet. Do I hear? Or, or should I well, even? I, maybe I shouldn't. I should stay positive. And what do you mean by yet? Well, I think. I mean, you know, I get a, I get phone calls every day because uh, we do we do market <laughs> reports on the area. But the, the the downside to a market report is you have to have the data, so you need to be in front of it, right? And we're not in front of it yet. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that there's going to be a correction. There are going to be discounts for the short term. Um, I don't think it's a, a problem long term. I think real estate is going to be one of the industries that pull us out of this next uh, situation so that we don't go into a recession. I think real estate is one of the one of the areas that is, is going to be positive. Um, that that's that's my feeling. But for the next few months, you you're going to see an adjustment. Yes, 
So people that don't need to sell their property right now, I tell, I tell everyone in Harlem, if you don't need to sell it, if you don't have something else to do, don't sell it because the don't long-term play in Harlem is positive. Even with, and I can get into detail, COVID-19, Black Lives Matter, the positive, the Harlem is still going to be positive from a real estate standpoint in the long run. Uh, can that be, this may not be a fast uh, a fair question uh, can that be said for the rest of the nation you know i don't that that's a longer show danny okay <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a longer show because yeah i harlem is good but that's a longer show there's some you okay. know we have a lot of stuff going on right now yeah i i see i see so uh wow that's uh um well, that's certainly optimistic for Harlem, uh, and I always believe in, you know, I don't know if you know that I'm a coin, a numismatist, I'm a coin collector, and I always, you know, look at the market based on the long term, you know, I'm just going to sit on the money that I have no matter what, and in some ways that sounds like what I hear you saying, just look at the long term and sit on it and just ride it out for the most part. If you can, and it works for your life goals, uh, I would say do that, yes. And I, I mentioned this before. Not many brokers will tell you don't sell your property because that's where you know we make our money in the transaction. But right, right. Uh, I, I truly believe in Harlem to, to a point where it, I can't think of a better investment from a real estate standpoint, even with what's going on. Is it um, uh, co-ops over – maybe that's the right – not the – your niche, but what is the better investment uh, versus uh, uh, condos versus uh, loan brownstones? Is one better than the other or any of those two or three? You know, this is one man's opinion, uh, but, you know, I have one. Um, always, when you when you can control your space, in a, town, a townhouse is the answer. A townhouse is if you can get a townhouse, mm. that's your best bet because you control your space. You can make adjustments. You don't have to deal with boards. You don't have costs going up uh, because other people want to do improvements that you don't want to do. I mean, it's you control your space, and you're still in Manhattan. You control your outside space. You control your roof space. I mean, you... It's a different feeling than going to a board meeting and asking permission, right. you know, to, to add something Condo or having board. them add something and sending you an assessment that you owe money because they right. wanted to add right. an awning to the building, right? So I think the control – maybe I'm a control freak. I think I am. I've been told that. So the townhouse <laughs> gives you more control, yes, and it's, it's a better option. Well, and it sounds like that's what you want under the circumstances where otherwise you're probably at the will of the market uh, – the virus and, and so many other things. And I'm going to come back to that statement about the virus in a second because we've reached a halfway point, and I just want our listeners to know they're listening to me, Danny Tisdale, on the Danny Tisdale Show uh, on Harlem World Radio, Harlem World Magazine's independently owned company. So please hit that orange button at the bottom and become a patron. We're speaking to Rob Farad, uh, from, uh He's president and founder of Harlem Lost. And uh, I'm going to bring up another issue, uh, Rob. Uh, I did hear, uh, I forget who it was, but someone talking about a second cycle possibly this fall. Um, is that why you said a couple of months as opposed to the rest of the year? Is that 
we still have some questions out there of what happens the remainder of the year? Well, you know, I'm not a I was I've been in New York 22 years, but but I got it in my blood, so I consider myself a New Yorker now. The people right. that want to stay in New York, everyone went through that. Everybody was asking themselves questions that they never thought they'd be asking themselves in the last 100 days. Uh, where am I going to live? Where do I want to raise my kids? What's safe? Mm. I mean, do, do I need to be? Do I need to be in an urban environment? Do I need to right. ride a subway every day and share a building with 600 other people in the same lobby <laughs> and elevator? So these right. are questions that people ask themselves, and for those of us who want to stay in Manhattan and want to stay New Yorkers, uh, I, I lived in a high rise and I don't want to share a building anymore with 600 people. I've, I mean, this is this has been a world changing event. So I, I I would prefer to be in my townhouse and my own doorknobs that I touch and my kids touch and not be so yeah, crammed up point. in downtown Midtown. So I think the townhouse so, market, whether it's Harlem or Upper West Side, will do farewell in the long run with this uh, in the the COVID run. situation. All right, you investors out there, you hear it. It's the long run. It's, it's, this is the long play. Um, so, uh, Rob, we started off talking about uh, the past. We just got finished talking about the few, uh, the present. So you, you know what I like to do when you're on the show is to, to ask you to uh, take out your crystal ball and uh, do some projections for me and, and further than the end of the year and uh, next year, 10, 15 years out, where do you see the market? Is 125th Street the new 42nd Street? Well, I think it was before all of this. Um, and oh. COVID-19 added to it. I've, I've, you know, obviously, I'm, it's Harlem is – it's in my blood. I, I believe in it. But, you know – the the new situation, not new, but the the Black Lives Matter situation that we're dealing with now, where everyone right. in the world is more involved. I have international friends that are asking me about it, and it's you know right. protests in Australia and London. So, I think that situation is also going to add to Harlem because, you know, the black community as a whole is even more respected now than it ever has been. I mean, it has it was respected, and Harlem was the you know black enclave, uh, I think the largest in North America. But now mm-hmm. the people that are going to want to visit Harlem and the people that are going to live and, and be in a community of African Americans, I think I think it's going to be even more so now uh, because it is a community already, and it's getting ready to go to the next level from a community standpoint. If we have less police and more community working together to keep crime down in different ways than we did in the past, it, it's only going to get better. It's only, it really is. Uh, and, and I agree with you, uh, but I agreed with you for different reasons, but I love the reason that you give because I, I hadn't uh, really looked at it in that way, and I'm you know always curious about the future uh, because I'm positive about the future, and uh, I, I love and like what you're saying and really look forward to that. Um, and so would townhouses um, even looking 10 to 15 years out still be the investment? For me, yes, 100%. That's my prediction. Okay. And okay. I, I could go on and on. I mean, it seems like every time there's a problem somewhere, it just adds more value 
to the fact that, you know, you have mm. space, light, air, community, everything about Harlem townhouses. And I'm not selling anything here. I'm, I live in a townhouse. I'm, just, <laughs> I, I'm living the dream. So um, it's just, you know, I'm a little a little biased because I'm, I'm living it, and it's, it feels good. And it's I think it's going to feel better now. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think you're right on point I'm Very with optimistic. That. Um, and, um, you know, there are some listeners out there, Rob, uh, both young, both somewhere in the middle, and some who are older, uh, and they want to get into real estate. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm going to come back to this, this question that I'm about to ask you because I, uh, okay. I, I think I have another one that I'm, I really want to pick your brain a little bit because you're a sales guy. And uh, I, I'm just curious, what, in, what can you tell someone else out there who's in sales uh, and maybe they have a small business, they're in sales, and they're being challenged right now? Are there any insights that you can give him or her on, on how they can up their game in this atmosphere? I know it's not fair because I didn't prepare you for this, but I, I know no, how good you are. I'm living it. Again, I'm living that one too, so I don't have to prepare for those answers. I got thrown into work from home, and my entire staff did, and we had to uh, make adjustments. And what I would recommend to any small business owner or young person getting into business, uh, use the – if you have a business, you know, and Danny, you know, it's – you don't have a lot of time off. It's not the what people think um, because what there's always that? something to do. <laughs> it's always well, I, something to do. So I would look at the, the task you've been trying to get to, whether it be building your website, building your social media presence, or creating efficiencies in your accounting system. The stuff that you've been trying to do for the past five years and you haven't had time to do it, now you're working from home. Spend that commute time as a minimum back and forth, at least two hours a day, focusing on those areas that you never have time to focus on, and that Mm. will put you coming out of here ahead of everyone else. And that's what we are doing as a company. Uh, We're working harder than ever, but we're we're focusing on things that we can control right now and and letting the stuff that we cannot control sit on the sideline. That's that's my recommendation. Well, and that uh, that makes a, a whole lot of sense. And, um, you know, we're already, uh, as I knew, uh, coming in to speak to you, uh, we're already at the five-minute mark. But I, I did want to um, ask you, you know, with all that's going on, Rob, COVID, the protests, and just the challenges on the business side, how do you kind of uh, unwind when you go, if it's going home, how do you unwind and kind of do a reset for yourself oh so right now it's uh, it's i'm stuck with my family i have four kids um and the word stuck is the wrong term but i'm instead of <laughs> looking at it as being stuck with them although the beginning was a little bit of a challenge let me challenge, the adjustment right. period uh was was tough but what i've what i've learned is this is you got to look at the the silver lining. This is a blessing that I'm spending time with my four boys that right. range from nine right. to sixteen that I would not have the chance to do otherwise. So every day I work. You know, I work probably from seven in the morning until six thirty, and then six thirty we're outside, we're on the roof, we're doing something, cooking, and that's oh, nice. and we're in, I'm enjoying the kids and my wife, and and we don't have a choice but to stay home. So it it actually takes a lot of pressure off. I'm I'm planting. 
I'm planting spices and flowers. I don't do that stuff. But I'm enjoying it. I'm watching grass grow. I have a patch of grass I planted. I mean, it's really interesting. And, and seeing I would have never done that. It's unintended growing. positives. Right. It's unintended positives about of these situations, and you've got to embrace them. Unintended positives. I, I love unintended positives, and uh, we need more of them. And uh, Rob, as usual, um, before, uh, as I said, you know, we're at that mark almost here. But before uh, I let you go, please share with our listeners. Uh, how they can stay in contact with you. And for those investors out there, uh, they might call you about that townhouse. Can you give me your uh, contact information? Uh, yes, I can. So we now are working on the things that I wasn't able to work on. So if you go to our website at the bottom, you'll see a bunch of YouTube. We have a YouTube channel now and all this stuff that we didn't have before. And, you know, they're a little hack right now. We're, we're, we're working them out. It'll It'll be more professional as we move forward. But I would go to our website, HarlemLofts.com, go to the bottom, click on one of those links. You'll see our post on Instagram, YouTube. We have educational series. We have market reports. And a lot of the stuff we do is interesting stuff that we give away for free, like educational and market reports. And then um, if you do need our help, you'll call us later. But we're not a high-pressure sales company. We're just edu- Our job is to educate people on the, the market. And when it's time for them to make a move, hopefully they'll remember who helped them with their education. Certainly That's our so. pro- approach. And, no, and uh, I've loved your approach for years, uh, Rob, and uh, thank you for being on the show. And uh, I, I wish you the best of luck, and I can't wait till uh, we, we transition out of this so that uh, we can connect and um, do some follow-up together. Uh, thanks for being I'm, on the I'm show, looking, Rob. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you, sir. All right. Talk to you soon. Well, uh, thank you, folks, for uh, listening in. Uh, great conversation with Rob Pear from Harlem Lofts, uh, working in the trenches in real estate and uh, really giving insight into uh, what's happening in the real estate market in Harlem. And uh, uh, reach out to him, make the investments if you are an investor. Uh, but stay attuned to uh, what's happening in Harlem and in the world of Harlem at harlemworldmagazine.com. Thank you for listening in. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.